let's get ready to study God's Word. to one and all. Welcome to another episode of Rightly Divide the Word of Truth. This is Andrew S. Baker, and it's time for another devotional study. Please be sure to visit us at biblestudy.asbzone.com, where you can find links to our previous episodes and various Bible study resources. Let's have a word of prayer before we get into our study today. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your mercy and goodness to us. We thank you for your watch care and your protection over us. And we ask you to help us now as we enter into this study of your word in the life of Solomon. Please bless us, we pray, and may it be a blessing to those who hear it. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, our title for today is Choose Wisely. Choose wisely. And the passage we're going to read is from 1 Kings chapter 9, verses 4 and 5. And if thou wilt walk before me, as David thy father walked, in integrity of heart and in uprightness, to do according to all that I have commanded thee, and wilt keep my statutes and my judgments, then I will establish the throne of thy kingdom upon Israel forever as I promised to David thy father, saying, There shall not fail thee a man upon the throne of Israel. That's 1 Kings 9, 4, and 5. The background for this is at the time that Solomon, that the Lord appears to Solomon right after Solomon has finished building the temple, because he appeared to Solomon right at the beginning of his reign, And then now, seven years later, after Solomon has built the house, he appears to him again. And he instructs him very carefully. Solomon is still a young man here. And the section that we're going to focus on today, 1 Kings chapter 9, we're going to do verses 1 through 9. 1 through 9. And it came to pass, after Solomon had finished building the house of the Lord, and the king's house, and all Solomon's desire which he was pleased to do, that the Lord appeared to Solomon the second time, as he had appeared unto him at Gibeon. Okay, so I should make a note that this is not after the seven years of building the just the sanctuary. This is after he has built both the sanctuary and his house. And we know that because if you went down to verse 10, it says, And it came to pass at the end of twenty years... When Solomon had built the two houses, the house of the Lord and the king's house, etc. So, correction on my part, this first part occurs at the end of both of those buildings. Let's continue at verse 3. And the Lord said unto him, I have heard thy prayer and thy supplication that thou hast made before me. I have hallowed this house which thou hast built to put my name there forever. And mine eyes and mine heart shall be there perpetually. And if thou wilt walk before me, as David thy father walked, 
in integrity of heart and in uprightness to do according to all that I have commanded thee and will keep my statutes and my judgments. Then I will establish the throne of thy kingdom upon Israel forever, as I promised to David thy father, saying, There shall not fail thee a man upon the house of Israel. But, choices, but if ye shall at all turn from following me, ye or your children, and will not keep my commandments and my statutes, which I have set before you, but go and serve other gods and worship them. Then will I cut off Israel out of the land which I have given them, and this house which I have hallowed for my name will I cast out of my sight, and Israel shall be a proverb and a byword among all people. And at this house which is high, every one that passeth by it shall be astonished, and shall hiss, and shall say, Why hath the Lord done this unto this land and to this house? And they shall answer, Because they forsook the Lord their God, who brought forth their fathers out of the land of Egypt, and have taken hold of other gods, and have worshipped them and served them. Therefore hath the Lord brought upon them all this evil. Wow. Our emphasis today is about choice. We see that both the blessings and cursings are conditional. If Solomon will walk before him as David, his father, walked. Now, mind you, this is not to suggest that David made no mistakes. David made a fair amount of mistakes, and they are recorded. David lusted after a woman, went and committed adultery with her, killed her husband after the fact because he couldn't make the situation go away by making the husband pretend or um, go in unto his wife so that he could conceal the child. Um, He lied a couple of times. He, in, in pride, decided to number Israel. So David is not flawless. But what God is pointing out here is that David, David's heart was always to the Lord. He was always toward the Lord. And whenever David's relationship with God broke and David's, and God sent a prophet or sent a circumstance to alert David, David repented and, re, and returned to the Lord. David never committed idolatry. Right? He never walked away from anything that was was about God. Where Solomon, we see here, Solomon got got, uh, quite invested in false worship because he married many wives. And that's what chapter 11 would tell us. But Solomon had many wives. Solomon loved many women right? Many strange women. Here, God is reaching out to Solomon and he's saying to him, I've heard your prayer, heard your supplication. I will come near unto Israel. I will be with you. But you need to follow me. You need to walk before me. If you walk before me in integrity of heart, as your father David did, I will establish your throne forever. 
It would have been called the throne of David and Solomon, just as we see the children of Israel are mentioned as serving the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, because those three men, even with their ups and downs in their relationship, they came to a place where they followed God with integrity. Not that they made no mistakes, but they never turned away from serving God. And although Solomon does come back, which is good, although he does come back, he spent some time in apostasy. The Bible is not clear on how much time that was. All we know is when Solomon was old, he did this. And then he comes back from that because we know he writes the book of Ecclesiastes. But we don't know if he spent five years away, ten years away. We don't know. But it was away, and it was long enough. He spent long enough time away that he built idols and places of worship for all of these women. And just think about it. He had 700 wives and 300 concubines. So let's say that he decided, let's say that he only dealt with the wives because they were princesses. That's a lot of time that he would need to cater to all of their false worship. It's a lot of time that he would need. Right? It doesn't feel like a problem of weeks or months. It definitely feels like a problem of years. But God puts that before us. He puts before us choice. He puts before us opportunity. We are free moral agents. And the Lord gives us an opportunity to come in line. And it's important for us that we are willing to come into the place where he would have us. We have to choose him. He chooses us and he wants us to choose him. Right? If we choose him, life will go well. Not that there'll be no problems. Not that there'll be zero problems. If we choose him and abide with him, he will make our path straight. And we will go through affliction and trial, but we will be protected by him. Right? He will protect us and guide us. We'll be able to trust in him. He will be our refuge and our strength. If we turn away, though, there will be problems. There will be problems. And so, if you look at the story of Solomon in chapter 11 of 1 Kings, you see the price he pays for turning away. Thankfully, he does come back. But oh, what a waste of time. What a loss he experienced. And what a loss Israel experienced by him opening up, opening them up to idolatry. It didn't have to be that way. God gives us choices. We need to choose wisely. We need to choose wisely. Repentance is available, but it is oh so much better to not require it to come back from apostasy. May God grant us all 
the wisdom to move forward in a way that will be beneficial, that will not have pain and suffering associated with it and regret. First Kings 9, 4 and 5 says, And if thou wilt walk before me, as David thy father walked, in integrity of heart and in uprightness, to do according to all that I have commanded thee, and wilt keep my statutes and my judgments, then I will establish the throne of thy kingdom upon Israel forever, as I promised to David thy father, saying, There shall not fail thee a man upon the throne of Israel. Let's close with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we really want to thank you for the privilege of being able to access your words. We thank you for these scriptures and these accounts that are given to us, these examples to help us to understand your mercy, your goodness, your love, and how freedom of choice works. Help us that in the choices you're giving us each day, that we will apply ourselves in the right way and that we will make the choices to serve you by your grace, that we can be an example to others, and that we will not introduce unnecessary regret into our existence. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. You can reach us via email at biblequestions at asbzone.com. We look forward to hearing from you, whether you have questions, comments, suggestions, or concerns. We also recommend that you check out the True Wisdom Podcast, where Robert and I discuss Bible stories and topics together. Both of these podcasts can be found on over a dozen platforms, including Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Please remember our ministries in your prayers. Until we meet again next time, may God richly bless you as you prayerfully study and share His Holy Word.